At some point there will be a break in this for me to go make a bowl of food oh. to put in my stomach to accompany the booze. Mm -hmm. Kilobytes per second. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. do a sort of weird through the looking mm. glass type thing. Nah. Inception. Class will be on this test. Okay. There people are coming in. I need to get another window. 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 Need to get a faster laptop, seriously. Yeah, I'm kind of encountering that problem. This, uh, okay, I've reformatted this a bunch. This laptop's going back to... Duh. 2013? Hmm. Okay, pop this one out. Pop out chat. Close that. All right, so we've got one window open for the super chat, one window open for the normal chat. Nice. So, welcome back. Welcome back. We're going into the night. It's 9.22 p.m. I'm not sure when we're going to end, but I know I'm going to take a break to, oh, the Jacob Shapiro, first in line. Just got to college and I'm loving it. Tips for a new freshman. Well, let's see what the fortune cookie has to say. Because it came with my dinner, even though I went to Rudder's and just got uh, chicken breast on rice. Yeah. And yet, because it came off of their Chinese food menu, they give you a fortune cookie with it. Um, let's see. All right, Ben Shapiro, we're going to the fortune cookie to answer your question about college. All right. All of your hard work will soon pay off. There you go. Uh, I mean, my tips for college. I don't know what your major is. Man, we've had this question about once every other Super Chat. If you could go back to college, what would you do? Um, it's a lot easier to have sex than you think. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I the, mean, that's the big one. I, that was the thing of like, I would be more outgoing so that I could have more sex. <laughs> because I... It's not like, you know, college was one long dry spell, but Lord only knows it might as well have been. Uh, wrap it up. Duh. You guys know that. Yeah, put a hat on it, guys. Even even if you're going butt in the butt, you're gonna, you still want to wrap that up. Yeah, that's where Duke comes from. I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, look, you're in gen eds. Because I go to class. Well, duh, you know that. Yeah. Uh, start thinking like a college student. When it comes to your classes, don't think like a high school student. A high school student will get an assignment, complete the assignment, and that's it. A college student will complete the assignment, go to the next chapter in his book, and do the questions at the end of that chapter for fun. Hmm. You, uh, 
that will put you ahead over most of your classmates. Uh, already, if you have a vague idea of what you want to do uh, this summer, try to get an internship or try to get an apprenticeship. Just say, hey, I'd like to work in a newspaper or I'd like to l learn some basics about car engineering. Yeah. Dude, just go to a company and say, hi, I'm a college student. I'd like to know if I could uh, have an internship. Or you don't even have to say that. Just say, I'd like to learn more about this. I'd like to work in this field. Can you show me around? Can you show me around? You just get talking to somebody. I'd like to learn what really goes on outside of a classroom. Don't even talk about work. They will be really impressed with someone who's just curious. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about college that I didn't pick up on while I was there was that college is where you make connections yeah. uh, for your career. You know, that's part of what fraternities are all about because you're making connections and Lord only knows, maybe the guy who's doing a keg stand on Saturday is going to be, you know, a Supreme Court justice 30 years from now. Right. Uh, or the guy who's getting, you know, hot sauce poured in places where hot sauce shouldn't go could be the lawyer who gets you out of some sort of erroneous traffic ticket All right cactus catastrophe or burgundy burnout says best part of my week he had a question uh in twitter recently about oh the podcast is yeah um i don't know what that's about because the podcast still shows up for me on google play mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's a glitch on that end um I and I checked all the other places where the podcast goes, and so I mean, that was really strange. Jacob Sapiro so, says I'm an aerospace engineer in Florida. Well, there oh, you go. Well, yeah. Just start talking to people. Find out what bars they go to. Oh yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You're not old enough to drink yet if you're a college freshman. Yeah. Um, cactus and thank you, Burgundy Burnouts. Cactus Catastrophe says, I'm going to miss this one. Got to give my five bucks, though. Love you guys. Take care. Take care, oh, Cactus Catastrophe. Care. Stay safe out there. John Sanders uh, just says, love you guys. Yeah, I love you, I too. Love Thank, you too. Thanks. Th thanks for joining us tonight. It's, I mean, just make sure when it jumped down, I didn't miss anybody. And I didn't. Uh, there was a comment up there that says condom sex sucks. You know what sucks worse? Eight, uh, 18 years of... Of, well, actually, no, it's longer than 18 years. Cause yeah. It's, well, okay, I shouldn't say it sucks. Not that I would be one to talk because well, I'm not a father. Most of my friends who have kids are damn tired. Yeah, you know. They're you like get, tired every day. It's a bone-deep exhaustion that mm. is into the marrow of your bones where you never get a fully good night's sleep ever again because even when they're old enough that they're not crying anymore you know their teenagers are going out okay well i can't go to sleep until they get home so right. now i'm losing sleep and i gotta be up in the morning this is what happened with growing up with my brother because my brother was always out till lord only knows what hours and i was worried like i couldn't go to sleep until he was home like it was oh, almost man. like a weird thing and so there would be times where me and my mom would go like searching for me and it was one of those things he got over it. phases you know uh but i was very much the bookwormy brother and he was kind of like the bad boy brother who you know it's it's, it's just we were a pair yeah <laughs> but yeah and happy belated to my brother because he's 31 now or no 32 now yeah 
Deftones fan 867 says, why is steamed ham so amazing? It's a, a complete story with amazing writing. Yeah, uh, although strangely enough, I don't even think it's the strongest short in that episode. It's um, it's up there, but the one that I like is, oh God, what? It's the... Uh, Cut off your face. No, not that one. Oh, now I'm completely... See, I have two like sips of a whiskey and now I can't remember what the best short in 22 short films about Springfield was um oh it'll come to me in a minute but uh it's absolutely true because that oh it's the uh automobile guy the, the guy who's too tall you know everyone must drive an automobile even the very tall and that, that was always my favorite one but the steamed hand ones, even more so than the one with the tall guy in the small car, is that it, it, it does have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's almost, almost like a sketch comedy type thing. And it's an immensely quotable little sketch. You know, like for as brief as that sketch is, they pack an amazing amount of quotable lines into that to where almost everybody can quote from it directly and it maintains its relevance today by being instantly memeable yeah and endlessly memeable so yeah it's very much uh uh that perfect distillation of comedy where there's almost no fat on that script whatsoever sam hyena says hey i got my teeth removed i hope not all of them and was watching your videos on a Chromecast TV in the operating room with headphones. That's cool that they gave you a monitor. Yeah. To just like, well, I'm lying back. Your jokes help the pain. Well, they didn't. They didn't give you general anesthesia for that. Ugh. What kind well, of I mean, oral surgery do you have to have where they don't knock you out? When I I got I got all four of my wisdom teeth taken out, and they just gave me the. They just gave me the uh, the Michael Jackson juice, yeah. and I just went, yeah. dude. That shit was like time traveling. Ground yeah. <laughs> control in a major town. I I wish it would have been like that. It was just nothing. It's just alright. And like long stretch of time disappeared. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what you imagine being in a coma is like of just hey, uh, how long was I out? seven years <laughs> just no it's carl broom says super bummed i missed you in pittsburgh you wouldn't have seen me much they kept me pretty busy right there i mean there wasn't enough downtime for tim for tim strickler and me to hang out yeah see his class downtown and he just came to the hotel we both bullish and i just i just said well, you should just walk up into this hospitality suite and just grab a beer and see if anybody says something no one said anything yeah like tim just walks in just kachunk grabs a beer just not a journalist or anybody else. He's just here eating food with the rest yeah. of us. No one gave a shit. Fall Faller uh, says, current Mustang GT or EcoBoost? Oh, so you want a Mustang GT or EcoBoost Mustang? I've had a Miata NC before, but never drove it because it was uh, too much of a summer car when I'd rather be motorcycling. Uh, well, okay. Um, either way, you're putting in 93. Like, do you want... T -t Torque, you'll get a little bit better mileage with the EcoBoost four-cylinder. You want the V8. It's a fucking Mustang. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
By my deeds, I honor him. V8. That's the thing. You'll get the eco boost, but you're going to be wondering what that coyote motor can do. Yeah. It's like, well, I'll get a tune or something like that. Yeah, but that's a 2-3 boosted engine, a very okay engine. I mean, it's no Caladina engine. It's no fourth gen GS, uh, GS3TE engine. A very good engine, yes. But you're gonna want the V8. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna, gonna cause yeah, it's gonna be the one that got away if yeah. you go with the Eco Boost. Yeah. Cameron Auburnon says we're friends on a. Facebook. Oh yeah, we are. No, no, no. Oh, uh, with you and oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, me and Cameron. Uh, hello. Discovered you a few years ago in TV tropes. Been a fan ever since. Will there be a Ford Centurion Van Truck Vaporwave album? That'd be cool. And will there be more Nick Carshow vids too? Um, I mean, I'm going to do a New York Comic Con video and that's in like three or four weeks. And it's kind of a different than going to a car show, even though there are cars there. Um, but like last year's New York Comic Con video was a journal, but this one isn't going to be a journal. It's just going to be like me going around and riffing on things because Lord only knows there are a million things in New York Comic Con that you can rip on uh, without hurting anybody's feelings or having people in the comments or to, like that was kind of like the weird thing about the new one. Now, like I get it. The video quality isn't great because for whatever reason, my GoPro lens loves getting fogged up and it looks like I smeared Vaseline on my dick and then smeared my dick on the GoPro lens. Uh, but it's just like that whole thing of like, why are you clicking if you're just going to complain? Like that seems like such an, a, a weird waste of time. You know, uh, it's kind of like when people comment that they, they hate the podcast and don't know why they're here. It's like, well, then you have a choice. Like there isn't, it's almost like we're in this weird version of society where you know, nobody has any accountability for the actions they can or can't take, you know? It's like everybody has the option to watch something or not watch a thing. It's the easiest thing in the world to just, you know, carry on with your life. In fun fact, ooh, that looks delightful. But, uh, yeah. I got a bowl of beans. Delightful. Actually, it's... Ooh. Steam vegetables... They now started selling brown jasmine rice, so I'm going to give that a try. Huh. And I got the, I, I was just in the uh, the grocery store. I'm like, I want beans, but I don't want to spend four dollars for for uh, Bush's baked bake uh, festival thing. And I'm like, Hanover is a dollar. <laughs> Let's see what Hanover chili beans is about. Oh, Bush's baked beans are just like a bag of sugar in a can. But, uh, yep. I put sriracha sauce on it. So, hi, Mr. And this is a non super chat question. Uh, hi, Mr. Regular and Roman. What are your first cars you ever drove or owned? Um, the first car I ever drove was a Pontiac Vibe of all. Oh, no, no, no. It was the 2002 Malibu that my mother owns to this day. Nice. Uh, that was the first one that I ever went on the road with. And, Almost crashed it, but thankfully didn't. So yeah, I, I was very fortunate. And then as far as like first car that I owned, like literally Red Betty is the first car that is in my name. Like it's 100% mine, I own it. I'm not making payments, like she's mine. And that's kind of, you know, why I love her so much. It's like you, your first is important yeah. to you. And there, there's the satisfaction of 
this is my property. It's not the banks. It's not the dealerships. Yeah. This this piece of metal, I have a piece of paper from the state that says, this is my thing. Yeah. And and I can tell people to keep off of my, my thing. thing. Yeah. You there, child. What day is it? Why, it's Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Well, great. Now get off of my car. <laughs> my first car... Uh, the first car I drove, and now I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm not, hey, kid, I'm not Uncle Pulltab saying, hey, champ, driving my Lincoln Town car. No, it was, uh, uh, the family's 1994 Dodge Caravan 10 year limited edition, <laughs> which meant it got you like nice wheels. Um, the first, my first car that was mine, it's technically mine, but it's in my mother's name. That was my Dodge Neon that mm. I drove in college. My 2000 Dodge Neon. Insurance reasons. Says the, uh, the stream is dead. Oh, stream is dead. Uh-oh. Whoa. Well, this won't affect the people listening on iTunes or After the Fact or... Uh-oh. Wherever it is you get your podcast, but... Now, uh, yeah. mm -mm. I guess we're going to get to the bottom of this. Womp womp. Well, it says it's running on on uh, OBS. Oh, oh. Now, all right. Now it says we're back. All right. All right. Um. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So the first vehicle that I owned. Mmm. Beans and rice. Oh, mouthful. No, no, no. No, no. Get off the mic, you idiot. Um, first vehicle that I owned was a 1982 Honda CM250C motorcycle that I bought for 750 bucks. Yeah. And then there was, and that was the unique feeling because I owned that bike. Like, technically, if I got in trouble at home, technically, if I got in trouble at home, that was mom's way of punishing me. Give me your keys. I was going to take away your car. Mm. And I was doing stupid stuff. Like, I'll take away your car. I'll give me your bank. Give me your uh, um, your ATM card. That was stuff, too. Ah. Like, whatever. No, my mom's name was would be on the account when I, like, opened my first bank account. Uh, so that, like, she could kind of, if I were, it, it was... Not so much give me your ATM card of just like, I know where all your money is. So, yeah, it's, uh, it all belongs to me now. Well, not really that, but yeah. Anyway, Quinn Dickinson. Hey, Quinn. Oh, you didn't have to give me 10 bucks, but thank you. Quinn Dickinson, everybody, is the uh, guy who owns that fire truck. Or maybe that was his dad's fire truck, or maybe they're co-owners. I know Quinn. Quinn says I gotta run to West Hazleton the junkyard to pull some parts and browse and browse Sunday. I have to round up a friend or two to help. Also narrowly avoided flooding my neighborhood last week. Uh so you're going up to um the U Pullet or, or West Hazleton. Oh, you're going up there. <laughs> so you Oh, now it says live stream offline again. Oh that's boy. Oh, that's just what does OBS say? OBS says it's working. That's weird. Uh, I don't know. This is what I'm getting on my... The, here, I'm going to restart everything on my phone. But not actually restart the phone. Just the app. And then I'm going to see how that's going to go. But yeah. 
Yeah, he is taking a bit of a hike. He's going to Hazleton. Still here? Um, Online for everybody? It's a yes. And I'm getting an ad for <laughs> something. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, based on the true story of America's Youngest Hustler, informant, kingpin, legend, uh, white boy Rick, based on a true story in theater September 14th. So there you go. Um, oh, yes. And to Fedora Quilava87, yes, I am part of Regular Cars Brown posting, the uh, Facebook group which is the equivalent of super auto quirk doug posting which is a bunch of doug demuro memes and then it's just but it's also like okay so it's a thousand people right but it's the deepest concentration of rcr fans really it's a thousand people who are really into the show and it's not even like they make memes necessarily i mean they do that's where that brown in 60 seconds poster came from Mm. but they also just talk about cars. I mean, look at this weird thing I found. And it's cool, you know? Uh, but yeah. Hmm. I mean, you have to be approved first. And they ask you, like, some questions. Yeah. And so the, my answer to the question was just, I'm the Roman. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my approval. <laughs> um, so Quinn wants to know if I want to help him pull some parts and browse Sunday. I, uh, I have to round up a friend or two to help. Uh, if you're driving, wait. Uh, you live north of me, don't you? Oh, you responded over there. Uh, yeah, going yeah, to going ha- to Harry's. Uh, to pull a push bar off of a Crown Vic, and maybe do whatever's else inside of it. Already got a siren and a few other things from it. Okay, so you're doing a cop car. Um, yeah, send me a text. I got. Uh, I have to use my uh, portable. Uh, Wait, when you go to Harry's, are you allowed to bring your own tools or can't you? That that's a question. Because if you can, I mean, I I have I have a I have an impact, a cordless impact that could help. Hmm. Very nice. I need to buy an adapter for that anyway. Some some junkyards don't let you bring your own tools in. Yeah. Oh, I'm just keeping it on my phone yeah. in case it crashes again. I like well now. Jordan Geisler. Geisler? says yeah. my birthday is next saturday and i've rented american on american muscle class at enterprise stang gt macro chevy srtr options which one? Oh, i guess you can rent cars i didn't know that those were options for mustang enterprise. gt camaro ss challenger srt are my options well they're not going to give you a manual and that's going to make the mustang kind of suck so Camaro or Challenger SRT are your options. Uh, I'd I, honestly go Mopar with this. Uh, they're kind of okay with automatics. Or go with the Camaro. I think Mustangs are ruined when they're automatics. Well, no disrespect to No, yours. no, 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 no. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, well, I mean, hmm. Yeah, no, I'd probably go Mopar too. Now, granted, it's partially because I enjoy Mopar but also because I think from a certain liability standpoint it's not going to uh, Im- compel you to do irresponsible things in it um, I think yeah, a, a, a Fiat Chrysler of America an FCA vehicle is alright as a rental because 
it's going to be nice for the period that you're renting it. But if you owned one of those vehicles, the interior would piss you off after a while. Yeah. While Ford and Chevy is better. I didn't even know that they gave you those types of like muscle car options. I didn't though. know. I either. thought you just got like Toyotas with CVT transmission. Or, yeah. Or, you get a Chrysler 200. Yeah. <laughs> Quail Mint says about to get out of high school already on my second car. Sold my 1960 Volkswagen Fastback for a BMW 135i. Was that a good decision? Yeah, you're going to go faster. It's probably going to be honestly a little bit safer. Those Volkswagens from the 60s. Uh, be, yeah, that that was that was an all right decision. I'm a. You're on a second car and you got like a classic BMW, so I'm guessing you're West Coast. Um, you is that a good decision? A, uh, high school fight league or something? I guess they're cheaper out there. Like, Maybe. I'm like, oh, you drive a foreign car is like an East Coast thing. Because like I couldn't weird. afford dick with anything I made in high school. Right. Fall Faller says, good points about the V8 Eco Mustang. Mr. Regular, what should people ask you instead of, which is the best worst thing? <laughs> What's fun? Because that's an open-ended question. Yeah. And uh, if I would say what's fun, what's fun is an MR2. And what's funner is an MR2 with a 4th Gen 3S GTE option, which is a hint to a little bonus, vi two bonus videos that's going to come out on Tuesday. We're back at Justin Burnash at Prime Driven, which is the Amazon.com of uh, MR2 parts. So you need MR2 performance parts. Total bl plug for our friend Justin Burnash out there in Jersey. Yeah, um, but they do prime, good work. Prime Driven is the Amazon of MR2 parts. <clears throat> and he let me drive uh, one of their giveaway vehicles, which is my newest favorite MR2. It's 300 wheel horsepower uh, uh, using the uh, fourth gen, also called the Caladina engine, which is an MR2 engine that Toyota never put in MR2s. It's a continuation of the 3S GTE that we, uh, or the third gen 3S GTE that we drove in the ST205 uh, Celica when we were in New Zealand, but then they then they continue then they took that engine, gave it coil on plug. It's like an early two thousands uh, style Toyota engine that is amazing, totally well built, and now with a boost controller at sixteen pounds of boost, three hundred wheel horsepower, and a really flat tur not it's not a flat tur torque curve. It it peaks but at 3000 you're you're already coming on boost and it sounds amazing and you can get away with no blow off valve so the engine goes every time you get off gas it's comical and fun so I that's that, fun i just love that even now you're finding mr2s you like even more than the ones you've driven before yeah this one is as good or all right so the 80s one that i had was like total synthesizer pop fun time tape mixtape everything yeah. um uh the one that i drove was very mid 90s raver culture oh, wow. and like the entire soundtrack to the movie go oh <laughs> yeah of uh, yeah oh man i haven't thought about that movie in years the remix of uh magic carpet ride yeah. the philip steer remix oh damn so that's what it's like um, at the end, it, it, it isn't in our the little mini review that's coming out of that on Tuesday. But I did after the camera went off, after the GoPro turned off, I asked uh, Justin 
Like, if I wanted a car just like this, what's the price for you to build it? And his answer was, I don't do that anymore. Ooh, he's out of the game. He's out of the game. He's now as a part supplier. Uh, uh, he doesn't really want to refer to Prime Driven as a shop anymore. Now it's a part supplier. That's uh, where the money is. Selling the kids, selling the, the parts. Is. Yeah. Um, and also, because he's selling the parts, other shops can now exist as well, and the MR2s can stay alive thanks to Prime Driven. Um, but he told me twenty twenty five thousand hmm. to have a three hundred horsepower fourth uh, fourth uh, three hundred horsepower SW. It was an SW twenty second gen. Yeah, uh, a SW twenty turbo with a fourth gen three S GTE engine swap. Um, twenty to twenty five thousand, including the cost of the car. Right. So you know what you do with a guy who's out of the game? You ask them what their quote is, supposing that they were in the game. Yeah. And whatever number they give you, double it. <laughs> and then come back to them and be like, hmm, one last job. <laughs> I'm out of the game for good. Oh, this is enough. We'll, we'll retire to Nassau. How about 30000 <laughs> it's like we're playing the prices right. One, um, thirty thousand and one dollar. That's dollar. way high for an MR2. Yeah, but uh, the one downside is I have super wide feet, and even in the review, I had to take my sandals off to drive this car. Mm. The pedals are just so close to each other. Adrian Kinney says, and don't worry, we're working our way through these things. Yeah, it's gonna take a minute. Yeah. Let me make sure I didn't skip any ones. Best, worst thing. Yeah, that was a long answer to that. I already got more beans and rice on my mind. Mm. Um, Adrian Kinney says, love the podcast. Starley Daving driving a Samurai, which is, I guess, a Suzuki Samurai, Samurai, got asked out. Life is good. That's good. Hey. So a girl or guy like your car? Or or they like your car? Very Very good. Um, I'm glad. Suzuki Samurai. I, I wonder if they make hard tops for that. Because mm. I know they make soft. They're like they're all. I thought they were all soft tops. Like maybe the Asuzu Amigo or something like that. Anyway, Adrian Kennick says yes. You have to bring your own tools. No angle grinders though. Hmm. I wonder if that's Harry's you pull it that they allow you yeah. to do that. What am I doing Sunday? Sunday? Am I editing? Because we got to write tomorrow, right? Yeah, we're writing tomorrow. Writing tomorrow. Filming Saturday. Quinn, I think I have to edit Sunday. Yeah, I think I have to edit. We gotta get and just these. and just get on it. But well, I had to skip kickboxing this week, and so I had to skip the gym yesterday because I was uh, trying to get this RCR stories thing, like banging it out. Oh it's, man, Workforce Five Twenty says he just failed a math test, but he's so happy. happy. Ha ha ha. Um, well, it's the beginning of the school year. You can make that grade up. Yeah. I mean, are they really testing you on September, like the first week of September, full week of September? Well, you got, sometimes you got that teachers who want to come out of the gate hot. Oh, man. Get out of here with that noise. Well, yeah. Like, look, you had a long weekend. You got that three-day <laughs> weekend. You got Labor Day. You had plenty of time to st- Sorry. Come on, I was like lounging on an inflatable pool <laughs> thing and eating a hot dog. Sean Simon. Did the stealth you review have four-wheel steering? No, it did not. I don't remember hearing you mention it had the option. I didn't mention that it had the option. 
You seem thoroughly uninterested. The stealth let me down. Now, part of the stealth's problem is it couldn't live up to the hype that this was this big DSM, technically. Not DSM. Some people said it's not a DSM because it wasn't a joint venture between Chrysler and Mitsubishi, but it clearly was. Yeah. The, both dealerships had. It's a different body on the stealth than it is on the Mitsubishi 3000 GT. It was it. It was supposed to be a revolutionary design, but an MR2 kicks its ass. Yes, this stealth is faster, but an MR2 will just drop it. Yeah, and so you can't, it's there was so much weird uh, saltiness about it. Like the sodium content went through the roof about the stealth. I came right out of the gate saying overpriced, overpriced, overcomplicated, uh, and, and slow. And I think part of it is that a lot I was of the not times, kind to that car. A lot of times people say, "Well, you didn't get the right one." Like it's almost funny how often that comes up of like we didn't get the right one. It's like, "Well, look, where we were you only, with your good one?" Yeah, we can only <laughs> take the ones we're offered, you know? Right. It's like you can't just sort of go out there you know now granted we could probably find one in the inbox yeah but it's probably out in like utah or right. something and it's like you're not gonna make a trip for one yeah. dodge stealth that may or may not even be better than the one that we already had in front mm -hmm. of us in chicago it was a very pretty car i recognize it for what it was but getting in it and driving it it's dated in a way an mr2 isn't mm. so like an sw20 mr2 like and if you want to, even a stock one, I know I just got out of a, a, an engine swap one, but even that stock white one, and I even posted the video, it's, I, I've tasted better. Ah, uh, yeah. So, man, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like going to like a Del Taco or, or the, or, or, or the Mexican bar at Wendy's or something after going to La Cocina in uh, Kutztown. Yeah. Like, you had a legit 90s car, and then you get into this this pirate's booty of compromise that is this Dodge Stealth. <laughs> yes, they can be made fast. I'd... It's just, what do you want to hear? It's like, people want to hear what i don't want to make it sound like it's combative against it because we normally don't apologize like this no 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 I never normally apologize well no 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 it, it, it's because i brought it up and i don't even know why it's just i think it's healthy to have disagreement mm -hmm. to be able to argue different opinions about a car because that's what the community is mm -hmm. you know of being able to have different opinions and feel that you're not being sort of you know put yeah. in a box and placed on a shelf yeah. to collect cobwebs just because you have an opinion that doesn't fall in line with everyone else's yeah um and i say that not about us i say that about like commenters because yeah. i don't like seeing people you know get you know dumped on i mean that was a problem with the discord way back in the day uh when they first started like an rcr discord which we had nothing to do with and we, we made a point of saying that, that yeah. we had nothing to do with but now there's a new discord that's actually really oh, nice really? and oh, really okay. welcoming and inviting but it's one of those things of just like i don't get why people can't have opinions anymore like of people talking on our cars mm -hmm. who get downvoted into the dirt over an opinion that maybe you know um you know what it felt like it 
like and this is fitting for the 90s the the dodge stealth arguments over that was very super nintendo sega genesis Oh yeah, I got the one console and you're locked into that. Yeah, because I'm going down with this ship. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I had a friend like that and we actually had a falling out over other things, but this was one of the things that when we fell out, in the grand scale of things that I didn't like about him, this was at it, of he wouldn't give the PlayStation like any props whatsoever for having anything playable on it because he was so locked into Nintendo and into the Saturn and then the Dreamcast and he invested so much of his personality into the brands that he chose because when you choose a console as a kid, you're not gonna, that's it. Yeah. Like mom or dad is not gonna be able to afford another console if you picked wrong. Right. And you know, there was a South Park about it where all the kids are together trying to decide, all right, what's the console that we're all gonna play on? Because obviously if we get these games and we're gonna be playing with each other online, we gotta have the same console. So is it PS4 or is it Xbox One? And it was kind of like the same way back in the day. Like we're gonna be sleeping over at each other's houses, you know, what do we get? Yeah. It's just, you know, but I I was just kind of, screw it, I'm getting a PlayStation. Now, granted, I did eventually get an N64, but that was like two years later. You know, for that time from like 1995 until like 1997, 98, I was locked into PlayStation 1, and damn it, I was going to make that thing work, you know? Yeah. And it did. Sam Hyena has a question. I love answering this one. What what mic is that portable condenser used in the LS DeLorean review? That is a $12 Amazon Chinese knockoff. And I just told Justin Burnash from Prime Driven, because he wants to do a podcast, yeah. like to buy the exact same mic. It's sitting over in my dresser. You get the adapter for that mic that goes, you, you get a, uh, for your GoPro, if you're using a GoPro, uh, oh, and by the way, it's not a US. Oh, sorry for hitting the mic. It's not a USB mic. It's a regular three and a half, three and a half millimeter headphone jack style mic, mm. and it sounds great. It doesn't. It may not sound great on your computer, but that's up to whatever sound card you have on the computer. Mm. But it's always worked great in any camera I've plugged it into. Mm. But you will need an adapter. You'll you'll need like the microphone adapter for a GoPro to make it work. So, okay, Burgundy Burnouts is back again. Hey. Thank you, Burgundy Burnouts. In your WS6, that's the uh, Firebird, uh, you mentioned kids born in 1995 who saw the car screeching by their famous Plymouth Voyager at six years old. That was me. O2 Firebird has always been my dream car, and it was my first car. Yep, there you go. same platform as the uh, Camaros from the 90s, or I'm sorry, Camaros from the 80s, still F-body. They're... With the exception of that glaring steering column, that clearly hasn't changed since 1979. But it, that is, that is, that's everything that an edgelord wants in the early 2000s. It's an angry looking car. It's got the Corvette engine in it. And, you know, one of the last cars with pop up headlights. And, Gosh darn it, their shape looks all right. Mm. As as cars get bigger and bigger and everything's a crossover, low slung cars like and that's a late version. I'm, late version for early two thousands where you still had long hoods and low bumpers and stuff like that. Great. I'm with you, man. Yeah. 
I need to go grab some more beans. Let's see. The... Well, this guy has been asking like four separate times. Uh, Miles E. Hey, Mr. Regular the Roman, could you please let me know what my car is the official car of? It's a 2015 BMW 3 or 435i Coupe. What, what, what model? Uh, BMW 435i Coupe. Be as brutal as you want. My dad went in half C's, no more, so I couldn't get the 5 Series. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, let's see. What was the last car to have pop-up headlights? Corvette C5. Corvette C5. There we go. Um, let's see. Granite says, I just jumped school and got destroyed. I don't know what that means, but I hope you're all right. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, I'm I'm Nick and I'm here while Brian gets beans. Um, have you eyes? Uh, I saw a black MR2 driven around Malvern quite a bit ago. Um, hmm, Malvern's kind of out there. I don't know, uh, but a black MR2 sounds badass. Um, Von Waffenberg, one ninety nine. Thank you so much. Hello, fellas. Light pockets, but glad to be here. And hey, we're happy to have you. Um, let me scroll down because I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, well, this, uh, James Murphy asked, what's the least favorite road you've ever driven on? Um, there was a stretch of, well, okay. Personally, I know that there was like a long stretch of Nebraska where nothing's going on. But for me personally, there's this one town, uh, one road in my town that's like driving on the top of an oatmeal raisin cookie and I know I used that in one of the mm. videos but that's where the line comes from of that's what I thought of of just it's like I'm just like what is happening today? I would have to go you know add an extra seven minutes to any trip to visit my grandmother mm -hmm. to avoid that road so it was just kind of you know yeah. that's Von Von Waffensburg oh uh I Light pockets, but glad to be here. What are your thoughts of the early fourth gen Camaro hybrid with the LT1? I I I respect the LT1 for what it was. Deep under that, it is it is still a Chevy small block 350, just with a tune port injection. Seeing the PO5 point of view Camaro and wondered if you enjoy it. It does make good power, and it and it was one of these things that was good for General Motors to keep up with the times but it's just a doorstop between the traditional Chevy small block and the LS yeah. it's I wouldn't go as far as call it a zip like a zip disc actually I would because for a while zip discs were in every computer lab in schools back in the day so I mean it makes fine keep it running you'll be good my beans are done Mm, which beans are bad? what's the funnest car you've driven that shouldn't be fun Honda EH2 or the Honda Accord station wagon with a 5 speed it always comes back you wouldn't think that that's station wagon would be fun with a 5 speed it is great alright let me add on to that is there a motorcycle that you've ever uh, ridden that was uh, better than it had any right being Harley Davidson fat boy Mm. You think this is just <laughs> what's your favorite food? <laughs> hey, 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 Harley pops. What, 
What would you like to eat? California cheeseburger. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but I get on a Harley Fat Boy and I'm like, I can dig this. Yeah. It's big, it's wide, and I've said this before, but the chrome headlight bezel, like the, 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 the bucket, they call it the headlight bucket, that sits there up in front of you since it's chromed, you get this, you can look into the chrome back and see a reflection of yourself with your hands like this <laughs> and like they put that thing up oh. high for a reason so you could see yourself uh mine was a blue stripe pipe blue straight pipe volvo 240 they get loud when they're straight pipe mm. you did a pov oh was that your car specifically your car or down at uh, the cars and coffee in westchester hmm. slow poor handling too loud yep always put a smile on my face yeah those bricks are good Quinn Dickens says, It's always fun going to the U-Pull-It yards and seeing monstrosities that end up there. Harry says a lot of newer stuff, and my favorite is Easy Pull New Ringgold. Yeah, I like Easy Pull New Ringgold. I'll pay that $2 charge any day. <laughs> Partly because it's not a far drive for me. Half of it was like, I got stuff to do. I got stuff to do on Sunday, and I don't want to drive to Hazleton. Oh, and Adrian Records followed up saying, yeah, that was his. Oh, uh, they did the point of view. Thank you. Thanks so. for letting me drive that. That was a loud car, dude. It was fun, but like we're driving around Westchester and this thing is going <laughs> all the time. Uh, size 16 and a half feet like Peggy Hill. No, my shoe, t- shoe size is, is uh, 10 and a half. Quadruple or 6E, depending on the brand of New Balance that I'm wearing. I was going to say, because I wear a 10 and a half, but like my feet aren't wide. Yeah. I'm just kind of like... You can put on my shoes and feel like how much shoe is on either side of your foot. It's like how much room my foot has to breathe. Yeah. Long time listener, first time super chat. You know, I think I have an extra pair of boots you're going to have if you want. That are they're they're ten and a half three e and they're too they're not wide enough. Well, I I think it was like last no it would have been like two weeks ago when I mentioned how uh like because this I bought this shirt and it was like the first medium shirt that I've worn. Congratulations! Since yeah, thank you. And Dropping like, that weight. You can uh, you're like oh well I have some shirts I can get rid of if you want to go through them and I'm like well huh yes and so before long I'm just gonna be like head to toe like cosplaying as you. <laughs> be great. I'm just walking around. I'll get recognized or something. Um, actually, no, because my head is way too big for a bucket hat. Like, I don't think there's a bucket hat large enough on the face of the earth to actually fit my head. I have to get flex fit for all my hats because the problem that you have with your feet, I have in my head and everyone in my family has with their head. So it's weird. Uh, Miles E says, long time listener, first time super chat. Thank you. Thank Miles you so much. E. Okay, it's about to skip ahead, so we got to remember to go back to Miles E. Miles E. Miles E. Miles E. There he is. There he goes. Von Waffensburg. Wouldn't be a suit. Wouldn't be a late night podcast without you. Top choices for a vehicle for island life on Key West. That is. So parking's a premium. So we're gonna go small here. I was just gonna say like a Wrangler or something. <laughs> I'm just. I wouldn't go larger than a Honda Pilot. Uh, not Pilot. Uh, I wouldn't go larger than a Honda Element. Hmm. Yeah. I could go Scion XB, Scion IA. Not. I mean Scion XA. Um. Dude, I got a car for you, Von Waffensburg, but you're gonna have to leave the keys for this. You're gonna find yourself the Eagle Summit wagon. Mm. Yeah. It's like a liney little hatchback, kind of like a Honda Fit. Yeah. 
and this is like DSM stuff. And uh, but instead of rear doors that are just door doors for the car, yeah, they're sliding doors like a van. Ooh. They slide back. Great, <laughs> great, great. great. Um, uh, Ninety nine cents message redacted. Fine by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Murray Madden Chackensuck. Mac and Jack and Chuck Murray. I can't even begin. AMD or Intel if I would build desktop today. Still Intel. I told somebody else that I should buy AMD because they're coming out with something new, but I would probably still uh, run an Intel uh, for all the multi-uses I'm using my computer for. Not this one, clearly, but the, the desktop over there. I would probably still go Intel. AMD is for anybody looking to make video Intel if you're strictly game. Really? Because I'm doing it the other way around. RCR is done on an Intel chip. Hmm. Maybe I'll go. Uh, maybe I'll go back to AMD. AMD and Intel is Sega, Super Nintendo. It's let's let's have this argument. I mean, I've honestly, I'm kind of a caveman in the sense that I just stick with whatever chip my shit came with. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not swapping things out. Maybe it's why some of the things I have are kind of they sound lousy mm-hmm. or look lousy. I don't. I, Workforce 520, 499, says, I drove a 2017 Camaro SS convertible at work, yet sounds great when you floor it, but it kind of felt slow. Mm. Probably spoiled by my friend's modded STSV. So it'd be a Cadillac STSV, the GM engine chipped out. I can agree with that. Yeah. I'm going to go get my big bowl of beans. Yeah, because beans dung like a while ago. Yeah. Dinged. <laughs> but let's see. Uh, Iron Duke Tech BMW. Um, answer one of these if you want, or if you want to go to regular chat, I'll be back. All right. Well, as let's see, regular chat. Shikar Shivam. AMD beats Intel in everything these days and has around eighty-five to ninety percent of the gaming performance. So, I guess. And what was it that the other guy said that it's AMD if you want to make video, but Intel for gaming? Um, I'm not part of the PC master race if they're even still calling it what the kids say uh, as a matter of fact I'm trying desperately to like find the time to be a console gamer again because there's so much stuff coming out this fall that I want to play that I don't get to uh, the Spider-Man game came out this week and I haven't laid a single finger on it and I wish I had been able to and and then Red Dead 2 is like next month and blah 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 it's basically you know all this amazing stuff that's going to happen that I'm not going to be able to get near because like ultimately I would rather make more profit by putting out a video and so i want to get this rcr stories done which i've i'm now going to hold off until the week when we're in houston in october so that there's uninterrupted content for the entire time that we're gone you know because this is going to be a video split up into five separate videos because the story that i'm telling is that freaking long and it's just I'm trying really hard to keep it under two hours, but it's going to be an uphill battle either way. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, Jacob F says, let the beans cool off. But, uh, let's see. And I need to stop saying, but, uh, but it's like this weird vocal tick. Same with the ums and likes. It's just obnoxious, but let's see. 
AMD looks nice and pretty in benchmarks, but in most things aside from video rendering, Intel is faster. Well, good to know. Oh, Perrier, pink grapefruit. Very nice. So I was holding off on any more Super Chat questions because I feel like these are more uh, possibly more intelligibly answered by you. So okay. Slip Phantom, uh, $5, thank you so much, asks, opinions on the Iron Duke slash Tech 4. By the way, if you want to drive one, I got one in Honeybrook. So, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I know what an Iron Duke is. It's an old uh, uh, four-cylinder that a bunch of different manufacturers use. But mm, this is delightful. Thank you. I took it from my parents' house. Um, I don't know what Iron Duke or Tech Four is. Uh, I know Iron Duke's... Uh, oh, it's like you. champagne. <laughs> it looks like champagne. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, mm. I think... I guess the Iron Duke in the military called it the Tech 4. I thought it was just kind of like a agricultural-like engine that was used for dumb stuff but then like i think like the some of the very first chevy luminas if i remember or, or review correctly on that like like the lowest option was the iron duke mm -hmm. i mean well you know how to you know send me an email you're make model city state yeah i mean if you're honeybrook then thoughts on sob oh from z24 thank you for z24 that, yeah sorry <laughs> from z24 thoughts on sob they make a great used vehicle uh, that's that's a wide question. Again, Sobs didn't really exist too much in Pennsylvania. There were no dealers, there's no network. So I looked at Saab as someone who wants a fancy German car but wants to be bizarre and different and likes to explain what they have. Uh, um, my thought on Saab is someone who Someone who owns a Saab knows how to stand on their knows knows how to walk on their hands and will do it at every single barbecue, lest you forget. <laughs> I, I think it's the official car of well, this is a Golden Girls reference, but the official car of Rose Nyland, who's just looking for a foot in the door to tell a story that doesn't go anywhere. Mm. Um, although that's not entirely fair to Rose, uh, because some of her stories do go places; mm -hmm. they just go ridiculous places. I love you, Betty White. I love you so much. Did I mention that I, I spoke to Betty White once? No. Uh, on my old job, uh, I was. It was part of a roundtable for a conference call for some show. I don't remember the show, but it's you call in to the NBC conference call center and uh, you get into a line, essentially waiting for your name to come up and you ask the question. And mine was, is there something in Hollywood that you regret not doing? And her answer was Robert Redford. I'm just like, I love this one so much. Oh, I want to. Oh, so cute. Uh, so, yeah, my thoughts on Sob. That was, I hope we answered that question. Sob. Yeah. How about that Sob? Sob. The car for whose kids all have LL Bean backpacks uh, instead of Jansport or the East Pack. 
The official car of Jordash. Oh, fuck. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Just, yeah. $20 for message redacted. Thank yeah, you very we much. We don't sir. even know who it was. Uh, normally, don't they at least give you the name and then the. the yeah. I don't know. Well, thank you to whoever it was who gave us $20 mm-hmm. for no reason. <laughs> Andrew223 says define a regular car and make more vlog style videos. I just did a vlog on my personal channel about the struggles of dating with a mental illness, which it was 13 and a half minutes of me sort of going through the talking points of what it's like when you have a mental illness and you're out there dating and when someone is dating someone with a mental illness. And Mm. the long story short of it is okay, educate yourself on what the person's going through, but also don't assume you know what they're going through, but by the same token, don't allow them to use their mental illness as an excuse to uh, treat you badly. Mm. Because at the end of the day, you deserve to be happy and you shouldn't be made to feel guilty if you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, things. Good stuff. But wait, oh, oh yeah, but the other channels, it's called Limited Time Roman. Yeah. It's stuff I do with my nephew. But And I have a personal YouTube channel as well. It's just called Mr. Regular. And right now, the only thing that's on it is two Vaporwave videos. But they're good Vaporwave videos. Thank you. I will and be making lots vape- of more Vaporwave tracks. And I guess I could do a vlog, but see, I already kind of do vlogs. It's me doing a vlog is Brian and you, where I just sit and talk to you for like two hours. Yeah. I think that's good. It is good. Um, I want to do more music stuff because I am a drummer and I want to play. And we have never really collaborated in real time. Doing this for four years. Yeah. Neither of us has played our instruments in the presence of the... Like, we've never played together. Yeah. Not once. And that's why, like, I, before we went live, I was talking to him about... Um, I was playing for him a song on my Spotify of asking if he could do that sort of drum tempo because I had an idea for the Christmas song this year. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm planning on there being um, two uh, Christmas songs this year of just one funny one and one that's more like poignant. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this one, like I kind of want it to be like a collaboration, you know? Uh, So it would be very nice to kind of finally have that happen of like yeah, we can mi- just drag this the, the the mixer in over there in the room and you can just sit down and plug your guitar into this yeah and plug my uh my electronic drum kit into that and just see what comes out and because so little of my my music has any sort of percussion at all like it'll be nice to work with like actual percussion rather than a metronome okay you know uh because i don't normally have uh you know there uh when i was doing the song for last week's video i was just sort of winging it and then using um i i had i had bought uh mixcraft which is sort of like a fancy schmancy audacity uh and i didn't know that you could actually mark places in lieu of a net a metronome Mm. so that like i know if i'm doing harmonies i need to come in right here at this point with this syllable with this sound and then not and then if for some reason i'm doing harmonies and they end with like a hard consonant i when i'm doing the layered vocals i don't say the consonant in because then if you don't get it perfectly timed to the original vocal then you have a bunch of like stand okay like a bunch of those it's weird uh Uh, but yeah 
You're oh, to the person asking limited what, time Roman. Yeah, no, yeah, it's limited time Roman. Uh, because me and my nephew uh, <laughs> review limited time only food products. Mm-hmm. So um, I have this bag or this not bag, this package that we still. It's been like two weeks now. We haven't done it, but we'll get around to it. Uh, it's um, apple pie Oreos. So yeah. it's graham cracker like thing, and so I just. I'll have like one or two and they give it because like I'm on a diet. I can't be, but also we're still yeah. doing these videos, you know, yeah. and it's fun. And it's funny because he's sort of, you know, in that place where he's bragging to his friends about being a YouTuber because like his other friends have YouTube channel, but they maybe have like 11 subscribers or something. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole 263 and I'm like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So to answer Andrew 223's question, defining a regular car, it has to run on 87 octane or it has to run on cheap gas and you have to be able to repair it from what you can find at Advanced Auto Parts or mm. AutoZone or some retail place. A regular car to me was always something that you see way too much of and you always say, I'm never going to drive that. And then the right. time comes and that's exactly what you end up driving. Uh and then you realize that you were kind of wrong to judge it. Yeah. Uh, because a regular car is something that you... It should almost be so universally acceptable that it should be somewhat impenetrable or to criticism or impervious to criticism, but or at least to b- bad-natured criticism. Chevy Prism, <laughs> which is a Toyota Corolla. Wearing slut clothing. Oh, so like a Halloween Corolla. <laughs> Yo Papa Yo Pa Joe says, any future plans to come out west? West is a big place. Uh, we've got nice weather, no rust on our cars, and legal weeds, but sadly no Yingling. I'm kinda over Yingling. I've I've had every single one. I kinda like Porter, but like if I'm going out and I want beer, I say want it, some heavy. It. What? No, no, no. I, I, I'm just, continue with the plot. I'm, I'm just thinking like what you're gonna say. Oh, the beer. Yeah. All right. It's uh, gonna be on, on, an on, IPA. On three. Like we, we say it at the same time. On three. Oh, the brand of beer. Yeah. One, two, three. Trogues. Trogues. <laughs> <laughs> See, because that's exactly where yeah, I yeah. kind of like fell out with Yingling and became a Trogues guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now, you know, you got a six or a Troganator, you're good. You're cold. Shit, you, you're you, throwing up. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I mean, you don't drink the whole six. Oh, yeah, night, yeah. I'll, but, have to, I'll have two Troganators. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'll be in them, yeah. But then, you're, but you're going to write really God, that, that makes me look forward to like late, late fall. Like, yeah. Chris, yeah, Troganator is definitely the colder months beer. Boilo is that for me, where I start to get that sense of like, oh, yeah, the holidays yeah. are really here. Boilo holidays time. are here again. Yeah. <laughs> We're stirring a Boilo because we live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do want to come out, out west. Um, I don't know what weather, uh, what travel plans are, from, are for us. Um, there's a reason this season is called summer savings because I'm just saving money um, for honestly like adult things like me starting to think about my like my autumn years like 
like 35 years from now to have a stock portfolio that will see me through to death like <laughs> god that just how that was phrased is so when i can't work anymore or whatever or whatever the future holds to have this this is money that's never going to be touched until you know something in me breaks break glass in case yeah. of emergency yeah or break glass in case something here is broken right so until until that happens which should be hopefully at the end of this year um I, i'm i'm living a very very frugal life always have but you know even with the the channel being as big as it is for well you know we're a two-person channel so you you got to remember we're running at 50 percent of what uh, these single guys can do when it's all the money for one person this is money for two people so um anyway of course you know if i had more money what what exactly would i do with it i guess i'd travel more and having a channel with two people allows it to be you can just someone to bounce ideas off of and you're never going it alone or, or, or doing this whole youtube thing alone because i think part of the problem with when some of these youtubers go off the rails and get all weird it's because they don't have a buddy they're they're not sharing this there it's it's just them and their their thoughts every single night so they start believing their own hype. There's no one around them to set, tell them their jokes are bad, you know? And then you have a PewDiePie problem. <laughs> Well-timed swig. Von Waffensburg uh, is clarifying something here. Uh, practicality is not a factor. Not leaving the keys once I get there. Oh. So you're dropping anchor and never, and never bringing it back up. Budget is going to be out $50,000. Holy shit. I don't want to be that guy in Key West with a Jeep. Okay, so Von Roffensberg, when we had that guy who wanted to go to uh, Key West, and I told him to get that Eagle Summit with the sliding doors. Yeah. He says, well, practicality doesn't have to be a factor. He says he has a budget of $50,000 for a car. Oh, man, that is... Uh... Okay, that kind of changes the nature of the question. But he doesn't want to be a guy in Key West with a Jeep. And it doesn't have and the uh, car doesn't have to be practical. Okay, well then that Volkswagen thing. <laughs> that's that's just uh, I I'm kind of thinking just restore a checker cab. Huh. Like like all the old cabs like from like the fifties in New York. Oh, so you're not even talking like the Crown Vic. Like no, cabs. no, you're I'm going. I'm the... going at fifties. I'm going uh, Sam, uh, Sam Spade. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, listen here, say, listen here, say. dude, driving people around, and and you're gonna paint it yellow. Checker cab. Why not? I mean, why not? Think about it. Make you can make that happen for fifty thousand dollars. And especially, you'll get to confuse all the uh, the tourists coming down who think they'll they ended up in Cuba. <laughs> it's just all oh, checker what cab. Is this doing They're here? big vehicles too. I mean, they can seat eight people because the rear of a checker cab is uh, two rows and they face each other. It, it they're long, big cars. Yeah. Checker cab, man. Checker cab. 
made by the Checker Company. Uh, Lunice? Roman, please drop more bars like you used to. Uh, My friend Dieter actually asked me, like, when are you going to drop more bars? (laughs) And I'm thinking, like, the thing about rap that I respect so much is the wordsmithing that is involved in, like, true hip-hop. Yeah. Just the play on words and like this is what I one of the things I love about battle rap because I'm big into battle rap like King of the Dot the URL TV like these channels where you just see these guys battle against each thing and thing and when I was listening it back wheel like, DeGrasse wheel DeGrasse Tyson yeah put that like, in. you know I, I'm, and it's one of those things like I didn't think that I wrote oh okay so now it says that yep we are frozen uh oh uh Oh, something came up successful. on oh okay so, a little thing came up all right so OBS I guess, said i guess we're back but yeah the acura nsx thing is one of those ones that i didn't even think i wrote uh, this like the e31 was another one where i'm like whoa i wrote that awesome because well i mean like i still have the notebooks that i wrote them in but um except one that i gave away to a friend but mm. uh it's one of those things where you know if i didn't have the notebooks as proof i would be kind of surprised because i would expect it from like smarter clever people Mm. uh which is and now i sound like i'm like you know sucking my own kneecaps (laughs) but eh, it is what it is i kind of hate that phrase too (laughs) i don't know why i use it will robinson hello will any memorable marching band competition stories? Mm. Oh, the turbulent and also tumescent emotions. Oh God, that's a great word, tumescent. <laughs> oh. uh, of high school, mm. we're battling other bands. Battling other bands. Reaching for boobs in the band bus. In the band. Memorable marching band competition stories. When we did well, I felt like a victor. Arriving back in a hometown after like like some Roman army coming home. But you want specific stories. So many of them were about touching boobs, <laughs> but so, actual like so like marching band stuff. Successfully touching boob or just trying? Uh, a little column A, a little column B. I no. mean, there was success, but with every success, there becomes failures and learning. You know, hands getting swatted away. Yeah, and then you you <sighs> learn what the limits are. You're sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> You're away from your parents, and the diesel engine plunges you further into the bewildering state of New Jersey. <sighs> Driving away to, like, go to a competition in New Jersey. It's an hour and 50 minutes west, but, you know, you're in New Jersey. When you inevitably write a book, it should just be Gonzo-style stories about marching band. <laughs> just the whole thing as if it were you were reporting on it in real right. time. A lot of marching band is like a lot of real bands. A lot of waiting, a lot of hurry up wait, a lot of sitting around, a lot of cold winter stuff, a lot of loading stuff back in and out of 
of trucks, but when I was out there on the field, I was brimming with purpose and all the inadequacies of youth are now focused into my two bass drum mitts and I was a vehicle through which my hometown was making its presence known at some other field. I knew about football and of course being in well I know the rules of football and then knew it even better knew about offsides what that meant because because of watching every single game in my, in my hometown but what I really remember is being with all of our friends and we had a mission together we had to make this show work and you want specific stories will of stuff that happened and I can't remember them right now. I'd have to get Tom Mix, the guy who does a beer reviews, to sit down because we were both there yeah. back in the 90s uh, having these That's stories. But both there in those uniforms. And I remember the sleepovers and the lingering homework I had to do and the cold wind and the long johns under my under my uniform and the memorized sets and the music I faked my way through because I never practiced until senior year and and the smell of the diesel engines and the way James Corey's snare drum would ricochet the sound of it would ricochet off of the visiting schools brick walls and nearby houses and cars and and playing the cadence uh, on our way to the stadium or the visiting stadium and setting off car alarms and and feeling so mighty because of it mm -hmm. the wind the weight of my bass drum and the sleepover and parties after the competition and the cradling security and rocking of the van driving home through the night after you know maybe you didn't won but you you, you got a good score mm -hmm. and meeting other people from other bands and we were all united in our low totem nerdness oh shit that's a good line yeah low, yeah, low totem. totem nerdness I, I keep my kingdom to, for like, a have pen. yeah low totem nerdness i mean it's preserved on the podcast now but, right, but that's... it's one of those things you got to remember to go back and look at it uh yeah low totem nerdness yeah, sorry I interrupted the thing by telling yeah, well, him it was a really good line. Right, I got some, but well, this is literally how the show happens, though. It's, hey, that's a good line, let's use it, or you should use it. And, yeah. Um, it's... Man, I kind of wish I had memories oh, that vivid I about drama. this already. What? Hello? Old man, this is, this is a bit... Old man rising out of his chair and... S oh, shit, no, I didn't use this line. This, this is from something else. Very nice. It's not from anything else. It could go in anywhere. Yeah. 
this is this is an old one up here that says how many times do we have to go to back to 1968 I think it's I think it'll go into like a like a muscle car review how many times do we have to go back to 1968 wasn't 1968 when all the bad things happened like MLK got shot oh. Robert Kennedy got I thought shot. that was the beginning of the the big blocks and stuff. Well, I mean, cars, wasn't but, it though? But I mean, yeah. like I oh. in in terms of the political spectrum and you know, the and good people, well, otherwise good people. Oh yeah, you're right. Turfed. Robert, yeah. Um I mean, I don't remember the years, so I'm terrible at this sort of thing. Um we're swinging up toward 11 p.m. We'll be getting the sign getting out, the sign sign out, out yeah, soon. So get your questions in while they're getting, getting good. good. Swamp Ass said, what is it with Granola Subaru owners? All right. <laughs> there is a Jalopnik article about this. Outdoorsy moccasins wearing short hair, women rafts on roofs. Uh, tell me about Subaru owners. Subaru's 360, I think their very first car they sold in North America, got terrible reviews. People said it was unsafe. Don't buy this. Uh, it was by Consumer Reports. So what then Subaru of North America did, this little budding company, said, okay, we're going to market our car wherever Consumer Report, where wherever Consumer Reports isn't sold very well. Hmm. And that just so happened to be in the, in the, in the Northeast. In New England and the Pacific Northwest. They focused on areas of the country that are a little bit out of the way for the time, 70s, and just went whole, horror, whole hog with their marketing there. Mm. So dare I say that the marketing strategy for Subaru in their early days in North America was the exact same marketing strategy as insane clown posse. <laughs> they would pick an area uh, of the country, typically away from major cities, and market the hell out of this, and then sell out that stadium. Yeah, they would just build. They would build a base out here, that's in in the boonies, and now they got some loyal fans there. So at the time in the 70s, you know, North America, uh, Northeast, the uh, New England, that meant you were really out in the country. And the Pacific Northwest, you were really far out there. And they developed their brand over being weird and unusual. Yeah. And lo and behold, it worked. And that's what goes on out there. Because what else are you going to do in Maine and just walk around outside? Yeah. What else are you going to do in Oregon in 1979? I guess you just go walk around. Yeah, you're just <laughs> go outside. Go somewhere and build a campfire and tell stories. Yeah. You know, you're going to go out and shit in the woods and shoot an arrow at a tree that can't shoot back. <laughs> Von Waffensburg 199, still looking for that $50,000 car for Key uh -huh. West. He wants an Alpha 4C for 48... No. I mean, I think you want us to talk you into, into it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not going to talk you into an Alpha. Who are you trying to impress with that? I mean, Farrah says that 4C not not that great. I mean, I've never been to Key West, so maybe there's like some people there who I want to go to you Key know, West. You want to really impress? Yeah. Uh, but I really, I I don't know, man. I the don't Alpha think. Four C. 
If you want an alpha, get an alpha. I mean, get a spider. Yeah. Get an old one, sexy one. Yeah, but you should leave yourself a cushion. You're asking for my opinion. I, I like you, and thank you for donating. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think an alpha force. I mean, if that's what gets your dick hard, man, then, then go get it. Yeah, to each his own, literally. Fall father again. Hello again. Uh, Nick, regarding the tweet progress pick. Looking great, man. Keep it up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Voice, now come over here and let me give you a tongue kiss on your hot pocket. <laughs> nice. Oh. Now come over here and let me give you a tongue kiss on your hot pocket. <laughs> oh, I've been meaning to put this in like a review for um, like more like R&B and early rap stuff and like not it's not the Henry Plinkett voice. I don't know what the voice is, but... Oh, I was just doing it earlier today, and I was making myself like a, laugh. A more gravelly type of, or more of a whiny, like... Uh, here comes the hot stepper. <laughs> I'm the lyrical gangster. Bleak up bald, you bald, you. <laughs> Still love you like that. <laughs> That's, what what video was it where you did uh, back in the high life? Oh, uh, that was an early one. That uh, was uh, with uh, the with guy Sal, with Sal Presti and uh, a friend of his. And I watched that video, and I had seen it for it had been like three months before I found out that was actually a song that existed. Yeah, Steve thought, Steve Winwood. Yeah, yeah, and I thought you just like were saying back a thing. in the high life again. <laughs> As you're touching the all back of the, the dreams that came once I open. You want a good cover of that? Uh, actually, a sad cover of that is um, Warren Zevon covered that song. I mean, I love sad covers of upbeat songs. I don't know why. That's just like my bread and butter. But, mm. eh. Excuse me, Mr. Officer. Still love you like that. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish... I Did I already do... That no, song? you didn't do. If you did Skilo, I would remember. No, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl on the phone. I'd call her. Yeah. A rabbit in uh, a hat and a bat and a six-four Impala. <laughs> uh, MF uh, MFK options. I don't know what an MFK option is. Oh, uh, Mary fuck kill. Oh, so Mary, fuck, kill. Oh, okay. LS4, Coyote, and Henny engines. Uh, Mary, LS4, fuck, Coyote, kill, Hemi engines. In that order, just yeah. easily. You want an LS4 because it'll be forever. Coyotes will be great. They're high revving, but kind of crazy, and Hemi is... Forget it. <laughs> Okay, I think M beats may be the last one as long as people look at the sign. Slip Phantom, $10. Thank you so much. Uh, the Iron Duke was a 2.5 liter Pontiac made in 1977 by cutting a 5 liter V8 in half. The Tech 4 was the TBI version. It was very common in the 80s. A bodies, X bodies, third gen Camaro, Fiero. And then that's uh, his statement. It wasn't really a question. It was just a statement or a follow-up to uh, the earlier one. Um, 
This one is Nathan William Graff. Is a non 4.0 Jeep worth driving? Driving? It's going to be slow, but uh, I, I guess you're talking about the um, the four-cylinder. I drove one of those. I mean, they'll be fine. Like, if you want to commute with it, it's going to be fine. If if you need to haul stuff in it, it you're, you're going to be wanting. But the, honestly, the four-cylinders aren't that bad. Especially if you get a stick shift. They'll be fine. Man. Scrolling, scrolling. Oh, wow. We got a bunch to do. Uh, let's see. Where were we? I don't remember. Uh, still up more? Oh, there we are. There we right, are. So cool. Mr. Jordan, $5. Thank you. Hey, guys. Love your show. I saw the Lancer video and wanted your opinions on the Lancer rally art. Is that just an appearance package? I mean, hmm could be huh i'd look it up on my phone but i'm using my phone to make sure that the stream doesn't crash again even though like it's not like my phone is going to prevent it from crashing i just want to know if it crashes right so yeah hey guys love your social oh yeah, you just read that um lancer rally art was there different engines i wish steph schrader would hear she'd know the, uh, the correct answer for that um <sighs> Rally art. I think that would have been a competitor to the Subaru Impreza RS non-turbo 2.5. Um, I think today they're just a style car and performance is wanting. Mm. My daily upload says in Europe it was almost an Evo. Here it's an appearance package. Ah, oh, so that then I was right. Then I don't. I don't think about it. Like for some people, there may be nostalgia that goes with it in the same way that the Neon Highline was an appearance package on the Neon. Uh, ooh, twin tips coming out the back. Ooh, nothing different. It's just two holes coming out of the muffler instead of one. Yeah. So. I think they're kind of junk, but then again, the neons were junk. And if and if you played the uh, Lancer video game, like the proverbial video game, if that was your go-to memory, then it's worth something. But otherwise, I mean, it's just a gussied-up regular car. Uh, another junkyard video. Uh, Face for President <laughs> says another junkyard video or riot. Oh. Well, Meaning it was a riot, or you're no, gonna no, cause of one? like, uh, yeah, uh, another junk video, or we riot. Oh, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's a polite way of saying like we really enjoy the junkyard video. So what? I, so, sh I should go with Quinn Dickinson to Harry's. You pull it. It's a uh, place in New Ringgold. Well, I mean, part of the appeal of a junkyard video is that you are getting things that are purposely uh, deformed, purposely. Yeah junked I wonder how cool like if we do a junkyard video I'd have to call Art because he knows us and would let us go to to uh, up to Aukies and just play around up there he'd be fine with that because he likes the show mm. um, so it'd have to be me just buttering up Art Roddenbush <laughs> and, and just saying hey can we come to the junkyard and screw around yeah. and he'd probably say yeah but 
we'd have to just like I kind of not do a skit, but just like plan out what we're gonna do. Yeah. And I would want to be filmed. Like they have a bunch of old school buses up there. I think that would be fun to crawl in and out of. Oh, uh, Nick Belanger uh, says, Nick, you're not driving home tonight, are you? No, I am not. I'm actually crashing here uh, because we are going to write in the morning and... Uh, i myself a townie. Huh? Yeah, I was just thinking of oh, breakfast oh, oh, tomorrow. Oh, the breakfast. Yeah, because I... That's right. The breakfast menu is still a thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad about that. Um, No, yeah, because my general rule is... uh. If I have even one drink, I, I don't get behind the wheel because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't like taking risks, but also like as a pointless risk to take, mm-hmm. even though like it's one, but still mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I lost a cousin to a drunk uh, driver and like, I see what that sh- shit does and yeah. I'm not about it. Not that I would be about it if it weren't that. Eh. Uh, Yuma Tamula says, finally caught you guys live. It's lunch break time here in Japan. Oh, it's lunch. Wow. Wow. My friend Courtney lives in Japan, and I never think about the time difference Mm. there. Uh, She's always posting videos of, like, all the weird and wonderful places in Japan. And that's the type of place where, okay, she knows the language. And I would love to go to Japan, but my friend Mike went to Japan, and he's like, well, don't go if you don't have an interpreter because so much is lost Mm -hmm. just trying to get by. You know, you can't... I don't know. It's hardly... And none of us are Bill Murray. Yeah. (laughs) You can't Murray his way out of this problem. Yeah. Yuma Tamula says, do you guys have a getting on a plane, airplane playlist? Yes. In I... Oh, did, did, it, oh, wait, did the stream go down? Oh, no, no, no. Um, I actually do have a plain playlist. Oh, I want to hear yours. I well, have a getting... Mine is one track, but it's an hour long. Huh. And you can find it on YouTube, Yuma. Uh, it is Vaporwave, of course. And the album is called Neo Cali. N-E-O-C-A-L-I. Two words. Neo Cali. Like Neo California, but California's uh, um, it's abbreviated Neo Cali. When I listen to that, I'm diving into a pool of air traffic control, and I submit myself to NOAA weather, and I am part of the machine now that is airplanes going places. And as Hunter S. Thompson said, I am a man on the move. <laughs> I am the savage reincarnation of Horatio Alger. Nice. A man on the move. Mine is kind of weird in that... Okay, like, I have three different versions of Randy Newman's I Think It's Going to Rain Today, which is one of the greatest songs ever written, but it's, like, also covers. Uh jose feliciano's version of a day in the life something in common by dawes uh god only knows the beach boys nice uh yeah uh, and then uh, like a bunch of 80s stuff like i just died in your arms by cutting crew okay. and uh life's what you make it by uh talk talk and um keep on loving you by ario speedwagon you know gotta have it on there and of course africa you know um by toto 
Waiting for a Girl Like You by Foreigner, (laughs) followed by I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner, followed by Missing You by John Waite, followed by Slow Ride by Fog. Nice. It's just like this incredibly weird random collection. Like Hold the Line by Toto is immediately followed by Three Cigarettes in an Ashtray by Patsy Cline. That's a weird transition. Yeah, because, well, I mean, well, I put it on shuffle anyway, so... I like to fall asleep to the music while I'm on a plane and then sort of have the music weave its way into my dreams. And then I wake up at a weird point where I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm in the middle of this. And, uh, now, you know, a bunch of like Bee Gees, but like pre disco Bee Gees, like Massachusetts and, you know, too much heaven. And yet it's just weird and random. And that's kind of how I operate with music taste because, you know, realistically, if I'm going to be a plane on a plane for six hours, I want my things that are playing to be random. Mm. My music when I'm on planes isn't on my phone. It's on my Sansa clip, <laughs> which has a battery that will last for like two days because it doesn't have to power anything. It's this yeah. big. The problem is I also use my Sansa clip for working out. So it has chill out music at the same time there's gym music on this thing. So when we were going to New Zealand, I had like an hour of wonderful trance music. (laughs) And then finally the album fades out and then in rolls DMX. You know, <laughs> let's go give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your ass. Go deliver it to you. Knock, knock, open up the door. It's real. With the nonstop stainless steel. Like, goddamn, I'm awake again. So what I really should do is take all those tracks, put them in Audacity, stitch them together into one long... Oh, touch the mic again. Stitch them together in, into one long thing. Yeah. And I'll be good to go when I go back to New Zealand on my own. I kind of had this neat thing, like you wanted to go back to the UK and I wanted to go back to New Zealand. Like we book, we book our individual flights on the same time. We both go to Philly, (laughs) but we just go in completely separate separate directions. Like, bye. No, because I'm in love with the UK. Now, granted, I've been in love with the UK since I was like a little kid. And so going to the UK just affirmed everything I already liked about it. Like the quietness and the quietude. I love their television. I love just like, okay, yes, their morning shows are as peppy as ours, but they're not annoyingly peppy like mm. ours are. Even their like trash TV, like the Jeremy Kyle show or Love Island, isn't as annoying as like Jerry Springer and right. Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, you know, like that type of thing. It's just, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just love that place. And if I die, I imagine it looks like Kenilworth. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what heaven is like. I wonder what... Like, what would you do if you go back on your own? Just be there. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't... Like, th- that's a thing of, like, I don't have to do anything. Like, Nine. I would just like being around there. Um, I don't know. Maybe go to... See, but I don't even know. Like, I didn't really think that far ahead. I just liked the place. I would just like being there. Like, Mm -hmm. the whole time I was kind of in this weird trance state of loving the idea that I was there at all. And just little Mm -hmm. things that I would notice. um, Just the pies that you could get anywhere. And uh, just, I don't know, just the way people are and the way that, you know, people do 
things. <laughs> I, I, it's, I, like, it, it's one of those things, like, I, I've never been able to explain what it is I love about the place and mm. why I love it so much, but I feel like I must have been a British person in a past life, like mm. an Englishman or something, because just I have this deep abiding love for the place despite not really having any specific reason to other than just i love everything about it aesthetically mm-hmm. from uh the standpoint of sort of you know it, I, I guess it's part of it is that i watch a lot of british tv so it was, it was get, a good walk in place yeah great walk in place uh in a way that kind of new zealand wasn't because there's sidewalks everywhere in yeah. the uk in new zealand you're just in the dirt <laughs> well, my thing is that, like, New Which Zealand... Which I'm kind of fine with, but... Yeah, so am I. But, I mean, New Zealand was almost too familiar to me. Like, I thought oh. it was almost... Uh, like, it was gorgeous, right? Yeah. But I almost felt it was almost like... Not like L.A., but almost like... A, maybe like a San Diego type okay. thing of, you know... It didn't feel like we were that far from home, even though we were. You know, we were on the other side of the friggin' world. Yeah. But there was just little familiar things. But, of course, I love the place because of how, again, how people are. Yeah. You know, people there were just humble and accepting and inviting in ways that, you know, in a lot of places you can only wish to ever be. Mm. So So strange. We had this uh, completely different view of each country. UK, I was like, all right, I'm in England. <laughs> Commence Englanding. Uh, uh, with the exception of our first day at Arden's, when like that one barista said, "Are you American?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, yes, we are." <laughs> yes, I am, ma'am. <laughs> Don't worry, ma'am. I'm, I'm... with the internet. <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah, but yeah, the one weird thing about New Zealand is that every time they're all doing those touch cards, well, they did that in UK as well. Yeah, because they But got like that our all. cards had like problems. Like like they all had to search for their pens to sign stuff. Yeah. They didn't have you look and but you know, that that that's a little thing. I I love the completely chill nature of New Zealand and I I loved and hated she'll be alright. Because it was bad for filming, uh, it was bad for logistics, um, but mean, it was like, great for hanging out. She'll the, be right. Yeah, like the idea of just let be. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, we got things I want to film. I can't fly by the seat of my pants. We never call audibles when we film. Yeah. But that's all they do down there. So that was crazy. But it was great for hanging out. I never slept better. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Well, outside of the the four nights in the hot box. Oh yeah, that, that I, I pilled myself up. That was a struggle. Yeah, um, that was a struggle. I, th- I think I might have borrowed. Or, or, yeah, you were like, "Hey, I got sleeping though." I'm like, "Yes, I will." Yeah, have one. Um, but yeah, the the Airbnb was oh. delightful. That was one of the nicest places. <laughs> that, you know, and I, you went somewhere, um, and you you came back with like, you know take out from a fish and chip shop yeah but like that whole afternoon i just stayed in there writing because mm-hmm. i was working on an rcr stories or something or other and it was just 
so quiet and mm-hmm. we were in the middle of like what felt like the country yeah and it was just delightful everything great town new zealand yeah oh so lovely yeah of course the getting there was arduous because you're going down those that's roads. the one thing yeah i was driving and i was kind of feel, uh, making myself car sick yeah and like, then freaking isaac the wheel man bloomfield <laughs> making me puke city isaac's great <laughs> isaac's but, wonderful. yeah but yeah i like i think about new zealand all the time and but i conveniently forget the roads yeah with the exception of motorcycle if i go back if i could hire a motorcycle rent a motorcycle as i say um i'd be cool yeah i'd be what's up tk here says you guys ever use a youtube network a multi-channel network fuck no to the hell no to the no why are you getting in between me and my money yeah i remember the guy who's um Oh God! What was it? The uh, he was from South Carolina, and uh, he was up on his way to like some sort of conference in New Jersey, and oh, the Veloster Turbo, and he was mentioning to us how uh, basically Machinima had, like, I guess he partnered with them, and oh yeah, they, they, all of a sudden they, they fuck everybody like, over, yeah, no. and all of a sudden he doesn't have a channel. Like, here's how a multi-channel network goes. Hey. Instead of YouTube paying you, they'll pay us, and then we'll pay you. It can be very attractive to someone who just got their first 5,000 views. Yeah. And then someone promising them 100,000. Yeah. But you're looking at the difference between, you know, actual money and flies flying out of your wallet. Yeah. Kung Fu Colored says opinions on the Mazda FC RX-7 specifically the 10th anniversary AE trim have not driven one. Every single FC RX-7 I find has one of two things done to it. A Chevy small block is in there or it has this crazy souped up bad running carbureted junk it's terrible so when i see fc rx7s my first thing i assumed is that there's a chevy chevy 350 in there um this person is yelling no and i'm wondering if the stream crashed so Oh, I know. We're still happening. Um, I'd like to drive one stock. I'd like to see one. You don't see them in Pennsylvania. I guess they rot out, so... Who knows? Um, I, I think they're very of their time in a good way. I like that some of them have the very analog clock and gauges in there, complete with the deep-set brown instrument panel. Mm. Uh, mm. Nathan William Graft. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Yeah. Wait, no, we didn't do this one yet. No. Unless he asked it twice. Oh, it's a different guy talking about Jeeps. No, no, no. It's Nathan William Graft. Worth but... driving a non 4.0 Jeep or the problems encountered not with a weaker engine? Unless he thought we weren't answering it and then he or, asked it again. Or maybe I saw it pop up on this side and it didn't come, like... 
You know what I mean? Like I saw yeah. it as a new question and read it in my head. Mm. And so worth driving a non 4.0 Jeep or are the problems encountered not with it? Not with worth a, it with oh. a weaker engine. Mm. I, I think the four, the, the, what is it? The 2.5 liters or is it the 2.8 liters? I think they're fine. Just remember, you're not jacking that Jeep up. You're not putting big wheels on it. The engine's strained enough as it is. When you say driving it, I say make it a daily driver. Just put street tires on it. Don't put big tires on it. You'll be fine. Um, if you want to do some crazier stuff, then that's when you're then that's when you're buying a Jeep with the uh, four liter straight six, the AMC engine, um, or you're putting an LS in it, and LSs do fit. So yes, the answer is it's worth driving a non, a not a the uh, the four banger Jeep. They're perfectly fine. Yeah. Take some people, drive around. I mean, they'd probably be dogs with the automatic, so you need a stick shift in that. But uh, bear in mind, you're gonna not have that much torque, so just treat it as a street car yeah. with uh, like a grass and gravel SUV, and then you'll be good. Uh, there we go. The man with the sauce. Or the man with sauce. I gotta crack my back. Thank you so much for $20. Hey, oh. Mr. Regular, I just got a 1998 Triumph Trophy 1200. Bit of an oddball bike, but it needs front turn signals. Any advice on modifying aftermarket signals to have the right electrical connector? Just go on Bike Bandit and get the stock ones or go on eBay. Like, y you're going to buy eBay turn signals. They're going to be weak sauce, and cagers aren't going to see it, and they're going to hit you. Get the stock ones, man. Find them. You know why? You're going to find them on eBay. You're going to find the stock ones on eBay because they're stock turn signals on motorcycles are always big and bright, and people are like, oh, they look stupid. Yeah, but they keep they're, – they're big because – Drivers don't see motorcycles, so if you have big turn signals that go flash, 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 they're going to see it. Get stock turn signals off of eBay because every douche bro in there got turn signals. Just like, oh, just sell them on eBay because they want the tiny ones because I'm not a fag. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, they uh, their masculinity is completely embedded in... If you want to know what toxic masculinity is, it's people with tiny turn signals on their bikes that no one can read. Or you get those integrated brake lights where like the turn signals are integrated into the tiny little brake light. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be able to tell that you're turning left because the slight left-hand side of this little LED is flashing. Give me a break. You deserve the low side. <laughs> get get stock ones, the man with the sauce. Oh, and there will be more blue. Let's see. Uh, Ingi Bingi two or Ingi Bingi two thousand five dollars. Thank you. Uh, how come no cars have done that three seat configuration since the McLaren F one? It's fuller. I fucking baller. It's full fuck. It's well. Well, it's baller. Yeah, it is baller. Yeah. Okay. How are you gonna convince people that every time they want to drive their car, they have to climb over one seat to get to the middle? <laughs> it's, uh, Oh no, I mean the front sits slightly in front of the other one. Uh yeah, nah. It's <laughs> it's terrible. Um first of all, you need two you need two rear view mirrors now. One on either side. You look at those McLaren F1s. Yeah, you're sitting in the middle of the car. You got a rear mirror here, rear, 
rear view mirror there, side view mirror, side view mirror. Uh, I think it's a totally neat idea, but so what? You're going to have three seats in the front and like two in the rear. Uh, now you got to run your steering shaft at a weird angle. You need like probably two U-joints to make that bang because the engine's still straight in the middle of the car, but now you have to you have to manufacture your own rack rack setup for the steering wheels rather than using universal parts. See, it's not just putting the seat in there; all the other stuff that allows the human to interface with the car has to change. So you can't use legacy parts. Every single third-party manufacturer, are they going to support your car by making by making new molds, by making new machinery to make new parts? I'm a guess no. New. Uh, now McLaren can do it because you know that's I think a McLaren F1s they are million-dollar cars now in the used market. Yeah. But it looks great and it's a logistic catastrophe. Von Waffensburg again. Voice. Bob, no one cares about your Jetta steel rims. <laughs> nice. Delightful. Hey, if it's a 90s, 90s is teal. The guy in the purple car, 350. Thank you so much. A tree fitty. There we go. Uh, would you consider doing a car talk NPR style show? Uh, aren't we kind of doing that right now? Yeah, and we used to on KUR. Yeah. Because uh, only now I can say taint. Yeah. That's on the that episode. And if you're not on our uh, on the regular car reviews Facebook, you probably don't know about it. But the. Uh, show i have one episode of the kur car show that brian and i did before we were doing rcr together uh back when we were in grad school and it was i posted that to the regular car review soundcloud page so just google that and literally the first thing on the page is this hour-long just radio show of brian and i talking about this incident where some weird guy in a jeff dunham t-shirt asked him for gas instead of money yeah. and it's just this weird story that we spend the rest of the hour trying to investigate <laughs> in between conversations about you know CD Walkmen so it's kind of a strange thing but very much on brand Yeah. <laughs> so I mean you're not going to be surprised by what it is no it's, it, I mean, it's what you're getting now only uh, FCC, following F yeah. FCC regulated um, I got uh, like I edited out the phone numbers uh, like to call in, but everything else about like the utilicom, like your your uh, pre oh yeah, which is different now. Like they changed their website, but in the old times it was. You were listening to the radio voice at Kutztown University, broadcasting at eighteen. Oh shit! What is it? Eighteen point. You are listening to the radio voice of Kutztown University, broadcasting at eighteen. Oh no! Do I forget the our frequency? You are listening to the radio voice of Kutztown University, broadcasting at 88.3 FM, 1670 AM, and online at kur.kutztown.edu, and at certain select times on Hometown Utilicom, Channel 29. Yeah, yeah. and it was that, and then, you know, you have the reset, 
at, in like the midpoint of the hour. Yeah. And we're playing uh, uh, like the Quadrophenia soundtrack. Yes. Like I was sitting there with my head on knee. I wear my wall time. I'm cold in the, the wind, wind and sleep. sleep. That's a place in the UK I want to go. I want to go to Brighton Beach. Yeah. It's delightful. You're, uh, Z24 says, your reminiscences of marching band is a great experience. Greater than materialism. Learning on my English class about the Romantic period. <laughs> period. Walt Whitman, super high and super bi. <laughs> <laughs> a man so sexualized he wanted to fuck the earth. What and choice with, did he yeah. have? <laughs> and with leaves of grass, he did exactly that. <laughs> like when you... When you, uh, and they discounted Leaves of Grass, like 1955. The beautiful thing about Leaves of Grass, it was written in 1955. And it's one of the most gushing affirmations of the American experience. At the same time that the country was tearing itself apart. Mm. Because five years later, we'd be in the Civil War. Oh, you mean 1855? What did I say? 1955? Yes. Oh. Sorry. 1855. I mean, if it were 1955, it would still be somewhat correct in that... American we were tearing, Yeah. Well, we were tearing ourselves apart over... Every, oh, he must have been a communist because yeah. he doesn't drink duff beer. <laughs> you know, but... I, yeah. Materialism. Uh, learning about my English kinds about the Romantic period. Good place to start to learn about stuff. Because, hey, guess, oh, we realized that we can explore this entire country. Isn't everything great? <laughs> and it is until, and then, but then, man, I'd love to teach a class just called the Cannonball Run of American Literature. And have the students care. Like, that's the big thing about yeah. like, wanting to teach college over high school. Uh, of, yeah. like, there's at least the chance that the they'll, students they'll are going to care. care. Like, because it's their point of interest. In just high school, you're just teaching... Uh, the 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 reality is, you are teaching people to read. Yeah. Some people are in high school; they still can't. And but like also, oh, you mean in the literal sense? I thought you meant like teaching them to read critically. Yeah, I mean, some people will read, and it's like all you have to know is know what happens, and you get you get a good mark in the story. Christian Lopez, Miss Irregular is Cormac McCarthy. No, Miss Irregular likes or Brian likes uh, right punctuation. Back too much to be Cormac McCarthy. Or do you? Yeah, I know where comma's go. Yeah, well, I mean, no, because he's very devil-may-care about punctuation. If you ever read uh, The Road or No Country for Old Men or Blood Meridian, that dude just does not give a damn about letting you know about quotations and who's talking and saying what. Um, oh, speaking of Blood Meridian, Miles E asks, have you read Blood Meridian? I have, and... What's funny is every time I hear about that possibly being made into a movie, I kind of laugh because that book is completely and utterly unfilmable, like more so than any book that I can think of. So, like, I couldn't even begin to tell you, like, how you can make a movie out of that, but I'm sure somebody will try eventually. But, yeah. That punctuation thing, that's another... I love Joyce, but 
for fuck's sake, give me a period. <laughs> Let me know when you're done with this thought so I can stop pulling this so I can stop pulling this conjunction train. Yeah, and you're not really sure where you started and eh, it's just I good. get it. It's stream of consciousness. Jerk me off. Yeah. Burgundy burnouts again. Hello, man. Worst high school marching band experience. Some dumbass tuba player was messing with my two-month-old Barry Sax. Notice I said Barry Sax, not baritone. I know the lingo. My two-month-old baritone sax in the stands and knocked it down the concrete steps. Shit. I cried. My band director cried. It was two months old. I, I would cry. That's like a three grand instrument. That's the thing about being a drummer. My instruments are cheap. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you you drop bass drums, you drop drums, but they can take hits. The thing is, when I was in marching band, we were in USBA, USSBA. We weren't in TOB, Tournament of Bands. We were in like a different division. USSBA did not have roaming judges. TOB did. Hmm. And I I never got the experience of nailing a judge with my bass drum. (laughs) Fuck, I want to nail that fucking dickhead, some judge. Now, that's not nailing it. It's just, I'm here with my bass drum, and we're going to do a set. And typically, the bass drums, we would always face the 50-yard line. Yeah. So then when we would go cross the 50-yard line, we'd turn around. Because while everybody else is marching around normally facing the stands, bass drums, we're like walking sideways because we want the business end of our our drums, bass drums face sideways. You want the noise hitting the stands, so I have to march sideways. Fine. It's fine because, you know, you're marching in different directions anyway. It's never really a problem. But the thing is, we're all going to have to, we all have to spin (laughs) and then march backwards away if we're, if we get on the other side of the 50 yard line. And if a judge is right there, you do not stop spinning. I got this thing. It's my bed. Drum's coming around. And that steel edge is coming right around. Fuck your shoulder, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Judges know to stay away from the drum line. And also the the, uh, the sousaphone players. Anyway. God. Good times. Great oldies. 99.9 99.9 The Hawk. No, wait, that's, I'm sorry, that's Classic Rock. Do we have a, what is our oldie station? Oh, uh, It used to be uh, 105.5, but now that's adult contemporary. Well, I don't know if Reading has different stations. Because I don't listen to the radio when I'm up here. I listen to the Case File podcast. Because mm. uh, he's Australian. Apparently all true crime podcasts now have Australian narrators. Mm. I don't know why, but it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, Oh man, what was it? I think it's like MMR ninety three nine is like our classic rock station. Hmm. Uh, as far as the oldies go, it's ninety eight point one. Okay. So hmm. yeah, not a question. Uh, or I'm sorry, Matthew Riley says not a question. But thanks to your channel, I have a newfound appreciation for cars. Thank you. Thank you. Makes me happy. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you. We'll see you next Monday. 99.3 WMMR rocks Philadelphia. I think that's Philly. WMMR Philly.
Did I say 99.3 or 93.3? Uh, I'm terrible at remembering actual radio stations. Von Waffensburg saying the vibration from the Four Seas ride makes me stiff. Oh, we're going down to the four. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Four Cs. I thought he said Four Gs. <laughs> I did that gold. You, like, uh, Mike Steinberg can do a perfect Harold Slavinsky. <laughs> He's good at doing VO anyway. Or, or uh, voice actor. The vibration from the Four Seas ride makes me stiff. Well, it's Italian, man. It's full of pleasure. <laughs> Mouth kissing other men. <laughs> <laughs> I kiss. <laughs> Banging on a trash can. Oh, hell yeah. Drumming on a street light. light. Playing Damn. on my banjo. One little voice is calling me, calling me, calling me. Call. Oh, fuck, yeah. man. I remember oh, that. Fuck burning my brain i think we're reaching to the end here i we think really m are. beats was the last one yep. eastbound and down loaded up and trucking we're gonna do what they can't say be done we got a long way to go in a short time to get there i'm eastbound and down just watch old bandit run that's gonna be on the radio for a while that is that is he was a sexy hairy man he was and he kept the mustache fashionable for far longer mm-hmm. than any man on earth when everybody was shaving him in the 90s he was like nope no Trebek got this. rid of his Burt Reynolds, Reynolds did no. not <laughs> I am standing my ground <laughs> uh, I remember I think one of my bigger Burt Reynolds memories is how upset he was that he didn't win the Oscar for supporting actor for Boogie Nights because he mm. was nominated but it was an impossibly tough field because he was up against Anthony Hopkins for Amistad um, I'm putting up the first finger for Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights Anthony Hopkins and Amistad Greg Kinnear as good as it gets um, okay yeah um, Robert Forster in Jackie Brown and the eventual winner Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting so like he, okay. he wasn't going to get it yeah but there was like a dark horse rumblings in the thing but, but by that point it was like Burt Reynolds first nomination it was like Robin Williams fourth between like mm. Good Morning Vietnam and other stuff that he'd done, might have been his third. I'm not sure, but um, he also mentioned how like Sally Field was the one that got away for him, like that was his summit girl, and how he was she was she in Steel Magnolias? I want to say yes, huh. but I often get Steel Magnolias confused with uh, Terms of Endearment. Because they're maybe both I'll... intended to perform the same function, okay. which is to be aired on Lifetime at 2 in the <laughs> afternoon so that you cry tears of unfortunateness. Huh. I don't know. Um, but I identify with Burt Reynolds on the whole, like, you know, the Sally Field thing. Not, like, the attraction, but of having... Uh, someone who you feel is your person and you screw it up and you're sort of dealing with it and for Burt Reynolds it ended up being like a lifelong thing that really? he was dealing with and hopefully it's not that for me <laughs> like hopefully I'm just like, really the front end loader full of pussy coming to you Burt Reynolds is not really? enough yeah like but at- then that then then what does that say about the psyche yeah because apparently like he he was a never a man who was wanting for you know a warm body in his bed mm. but you know at a certain point 
like I can't imagine what it's like to be viewed as a sex symbol to that degree. Mm. He was Hollywood's highest banking star from like 1970, like six to I want to say like 1981. It was like the late 70s, yeah, where he was the highest grossing box office male attraction for like five years straight, and when you're viewed as a sex symbol, it's almost expected that you're you lack certain depth and it's he's like the um he's like the late 90s high ride of nicholas cage in a way almost but i would almost argue like well, action I, star chris was nick cage a sex symbol eh. no no it's it's because it, oh, i don't think about like no oh, yeah he was he had that neurotic bit to it yeah, whereas okay. burt reynolds was was unashamingly masculine well because like a sex symbol is someone who like it doesn't matter what the last movie you did was you're still gonna get bummed like right. even if it was lousy and you haven't been popular for years oh riley reed fan shout out nice but uh, the whole idea of Burt Reynolds as a sex symbol is that he's someone who people didn't accord that much depth, which is why he got nominated for Boogie Nights in the first place, because mm. people were surprised that he was capable of that level of performance. Okay. Now, granted, this was a performance he never actually watched, because like he, he did the movie, but you know he didn't like the script mm. and he didn't like the movie <laughs> or because he didn't even watch the movie so it's one of those things where like what are you really going to do uh realistically when people don't think that much of you mm -hmm. as a person you know it, well, i mean they think of you as a person but it's not he's not viewed as a deep person to the level of maybe a Tom Hanks where yeah. there's like a warmth there and a, a, a psychology there, a, a, an intellectualism, mm -hmm. you know, people don't, people wouldn't give that see now I'm struggling to like refer to him in the past tense, but mm -hmm. people would not accord Burt Reynolds with that level of intellectualism, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I almost wonder, like, he would almost kind of would have been the perfect Rogan guest because I almost yeah. feel like that would have been brought out of him more. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times, and I was telling a friend of mine this about dating, that oftentimes we want to accord a level of depth to people that aren't there while we don't necessarily see the depth in people that we aren't willing to accord it to. Where yeah. there's, like, you assume a certain person has a thin veneer and so you use it as a justification for not really, you know, viewing them as substantial. Whereas because I'm choosing this person and choosing to be interested in this person, I'm according a level of depth to them that maybe isn't there so that I feel better about the choice that I'm making. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And it's difficult that way in that that's how you end up in toxic, circular, Ouroboros relationships of a snake eating its own tail of you want to believe that there's something more there than there is and necessarily you know the Burt Reynolds of the world are over here and they're drowning in it but there's yeah. more to them than that you know there's more this is why it's always important not to judge a book by its cover you know because there's more to people than just sex symbol or right. you know the awesome car movie that they did yeah uh, 
or movies because there was more than one. I still can't believe there was more than one Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. That's incredible to me. But that proves more or less the argument that he was the biggest attraction of that late 70s era because who else is going to be able to have Hollywood executives green like that picture? It's like, it's going to be Burt Reynolds. Right. I'm still trying to draw a line to someone today. The Rock, I guess. Like, you can throw a picture and put Dwayne Johnson in it and you're going to make your money back. Yeah. Um, but Burt never had a career... What was his career before acting? Oh, I don't know. Um, Deliverance was early on. Yeah, and Deliverance was kind of that signpost movie of, okay, you're the guy from Deliverance until you do something else that suddenly you become the guy from. Yeah. So, Whereas The Rock never really distanced himself from wrestling. Well, that's the... Okay, so like The Rock is kind of like... Jean-Claude Van Damme to bring things full circle. That <laughs> That's good. He never had, or well, The Rock is, both Van Damme and The Rock are still alive. So uh, neither man never had the one definitive role. You know, the one franchise role. Mm-hmm. You know, because Jean-Claude Van Damme isn't even in the Kickboxer sequels. Like, they kill off his character off screen, and it's Stupid, and I refuse to acknowledge those sequels for that reason alone, Mm -hmm. even though he's in the reboots now. But that's not the point. Is that the reason that The Rock is not at that, or or he is internationally, but I mean, like, when we think of action stars, you'll think of Arnold, and it's because, or or like Stallone, Mm -hmm. these guys who have these franchise roles, these iconic roles of like, you look at Arnold, that's the Terminator. You look at Stallone, yeah. that's Rocky. You yeah. look at Bruce Willis, that's John McClane. You yeah. look at um <laughs> You look at John Travolta, that's face off. <laughs> His character was John Face Off. <laughs> no, uh but no, seriously, it's hard to kind of let yourself and the thing is is that to be a successful action star, you have to be willing to be typecast. Okay. So that's how you end up with your franchise role. You know, Arnold wouldn't have gotten... Oh, you look at Jason Statham, that's the transporter. Yeah, the transporter. Yeah. And, you know, and now granted, Rock kind of has a franchise role in the Fast and Furious movies. But, like, right. Vin Diesel is Riddick, he's Dominic Toretto, he's, yeah. like, you know, Groot. It's all these different things, and he's willing to put himself out there more, I guess. My buddy Tom has a has a Vin Diesel impression, <laughs> and it's just. much love to vin diesel (laughs) i wonder what his real name is because i know it's a stage name like i'm kind of curious i'm sure i could look it up but wait now i gotta know because this is while you look that up final super chat of the night toy box club i forgot to say glad to meet you at carlisle thanks for meeting me at carlisle i always love coming to carlisle It's it's uh it's just far enough for me to drive out there for the day and have a nice time and drive back. I don't know if they're doing any more events. I mean, I mean, Carlisle events, they're always doing something. If there's another like fall car show, it'd be nice to go to Carlisle 
and not have it be hot. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. when I think of going to Carlisle, it's like, oh, I'm going to be drinking oh, water all day around. long. Going to be drinking electrolyte packets and going to be trying to find a bathroom that doesn't have an attendant so it doesn't take me a dollar to pee. Mm. I mean, I just... While you, you look know, up Vin sucks. Diesel, I'm going to get my last bowl of beans and then well, we'll wrap it, this up. It's spoiler in the comments, but no, it, it literally is Mark Sinclair. Like that's was he credited as Mark Sinclair in uh Saving Private Ryan? Um, good question. Let's go to the Pedia of Wikis. Um let's, because it'll say what he was credited at as I think. No, I don't think he was. Because otherwise it would have said so. Kinda like how in uh Apocalypse Now it mentions how Lawrence Fishburne is credited as uh Larry Fishburne. Which I don't even necessarily think about, you know, it's the, how Larry is sort of a shortening of Lawrence, but no, it's kind of a, you know, things. Oh, I got an email from New York Comic Con about other people that will be there that I can meet. Uh, let's see, Draco Malfoy, Natalia Tana. Oh, that name sounds familiar. Who is she? Nat Natalia Tenna. I know this name. I gotta look her up. And then also Zachary Levi. Um, it's weird. Uh, wait, Tenna. Who is it? Oh, it's freaking Tonks. There we go. Nymphador Tonks. Ah, I knew the name. Uh, from the Harry Potter series. But anyway, yeah. This is kind of, uh, we're just running overtime for shits and or giggles. But we are going to be wrapping things up because we have writing to do in the morning for the next review, which I don't actually know what's coming up next because I didn't look at the schedule. But I know that, uh, holy shit, holy shit, Vin Diesel is 51 years old. Holy I didn't, shit, he's 51 years old. How, did, how, what is he like bathing in But that also cells? means he's only one year older than uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, wow. I didn't know Joe Rogan was Joe 50. Joe Rogan just turned 50. Wow. Damn, what, what is the... Me- Baldness. Baldness? Baldness is the secret! No. Once you shave your head, you stop aging. Yeah, it's over. Like, it's just, you know, aging is over. <laughs> Wherever it is, you just stop that wheel of fortune. <laughs> Vanna uh, White's still doing it. Pat oh, Sanchez. yeah, she is. And you wouldn't know how... Well, I mean, I don't know how old she is, and I'm not going to look it up. I have work done. Yeah. Had, well, I mean, no, but here's the thing. I consider myself pretty good at telling when someone's had work done. And normally... Well, okay, the thing is, you never get close enough to Vanna White on an average episode of Wheel of Fortune <laughs> to be able to tell, because she's all the way over there. And even when she's next to Pat Sajak when they're signing off at the end, still not that close. But, you know... I think there was a, a, a commercial for some kind of uh, medication, and Ray Liotta was in it, and he looks great for his age. But I was also like, his his skin around like his eyes was kind of pulled taut, and I'm just thinking, you know, Botox injections, mm. and or when someone kind of has like a bigger face, I'm just thinking like <laughs> fillers. And big face. I don't know what else to call it. It's like they have the big head mode from Game Genie, like just sort of <laughs> activated in there. So, 
but yeah, those are all the super chats. And thank you so much for, uh, and I, this is one of those things that like, I want to actually thank people for is respecting the sign. Thank you. Uh, so, cause so that we can actually like get out of here at a semi decent time. Yeah. Um, to red speeder. That is actually a story that I've seriously been considering of the death of Pontiac for future RCR stories. But I imagine that would be a massive undertaking. So I'm gonna, I gotta like, get all my ducks in a row before I would do something like that. But- Miles V says, can you tell me more Lyft stories in the next podcast? I haven't driven Lyft in a long while um, just because it isn't hardly worth my time. I do it when I'm lonely yeah. and then I'll go out and drive Lyft, but you know, lately I've been so busy with RCR that I haven't done anything yet. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I, oh, well, thank you so much for joining us for both RCR podcasts this week. Uh, the podcasts this week. Yeah. There we go. Pronunciation. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm Brian. Have a great week, everybody. Good night. Good night. Avidar's in to you. Like, to what the Golden Girls was to you is what Lawrence Welk was to me. Huh. My parents would always play Lawrence Welk. Nice Friday night. Play Lawrence Welk. Ain't nothing wrong with Lawrence Welk.